0: Hello and welcome to the Odds Checker Betting Show. This is a somewhat delayed uh, Goodwood Festival preview. We're recording this on Thursday morning, previewing Friday and Saturday of Goodwood. I'm your host, George Ellett. I'm delighted to be joined by Andy Holding. Uh, And Andy, you know, we're we're halfway through the week. We haven't seen Thursday's racing as of yet. I'm personally pretty... Normally, I watch Goodwood on TV and I'm so devastated not to be there. It's by far and away my favourite race course in the country, and the sun is shining. There's nowhere better to be. This week I've been watching over the moon (laughs) that I'm not there because it's been filthy. Uh, How's your week been so far?
1: Very quiet. Um, I try and avoid Goodwood if I can at the best of times. It's just one of those tracks where I've got a pretty modest record. I tend to concentrate on Goalway. Not visiting, though, surely? Yeah, no, absolutely not. I used to enjoy going... a few corporate hospitality gigs there, played golf on the golf course on the Monday and really enjoyed the festivities for the first two days. And, oh, yeah, as, a, as an attendance, an attendee, uh, and the actual meeting itself, it's fantastic. Um, but, uh, yeah, betting there is just uh, treacherous. I haven't had a bet there today. Um, actually, I have had one anti-post bet in first race, but I put nothing up on my column. The only course I did have as a non-runner. I'm actually quite glad because it's in between, isn't it, today? I think we've got... Mm. We knew where we were yesterday. We had to pretty much horrendous results along the way. One or two favourites one but it was tough going. But it's going to dry out, and we're still verging on soft to heavy today. Where the draw is, are they going to come across? And then we move on to Friday, Saturday, Saturday in particular, which we'll get onto, where they opened up a new, fresh strip of ground. So it could well be that maybe high numbers might dominate um, on the on the straight track over the weekend. So it's difficult in advance trying to ascertain where we what kind of also we want not knowing what exactly the ground is going to be in the next two days and more importantly what the draw is and i, I don't i don't think has the, has the draw been made for the stewards cup yet i don't
0: think so at time of recording it probably would have done by the time no no i
1: don't think so not, no not exactly mistake. yeah so uh, like you know we're going to be covering the 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 um, stewards cup but um i certainly won't be putting anything up here until i've seen in the draw
0: yeah, apologies to to those who were waiting on a show earlier in the week. Um, we tried to get one sorted for Monday, but various issues and, and and things meant that we just weren't able to to get everything sorted. And obviously, we had Racing Weekly up on the show as well, which flagged up some stuff um, with Johnny coming over to the studio that you can see I'm sitting in right now, if you're the eagle-eyed amongst you who watch both shows. Um, but let's uh, get into the action. We're going to be going through uh, the card on Friday, tomorrow's racing, and we'll do the the first two races on Saturday as well um and kicking off with the 150 do download the odds checker app where you can find the best prices book offers free bets place terms and and these tips straight to the app every morning of racing and the 150 on friday is the goodwood handicap uh, over an extended two and a half miles calling the wind um having a, a brilliant season uh, a horse that travels so smoothly is the five to one favorite uh, typewriter eight to one tritonic nine to one robert johnson nine to one agagio 11 to one tronador and mostly sunny. both 12-1, to 14-1, uh, Emin and Laura of the Sea in temporise. Uh, Andy, how do you see this?
1: Well, I think you've got to factor in calling the win, whichever sort of way you uh, attack this race. He's just a thoroughly reliable, likeable stayer mm. that has pretty much nine times out of ten turned up at all the big gigs. You know, your Chester Cups, your Queen, Queen uh, Alexandras, your Ascot Stakes, that, that kind of race. Um, Anything from a mile six to two and a half miles, he always seems to perform to a fairly good standard. He goes on most grounds uh, and he got his due rewards for all those le- um, series of consistent runs with a victory in the Northumberland play in a very fast time. Um, he's gone well here before. So, you know, it's pretty, sh- you're pretty sure if you're backing him you- what you're going to get. Um, he's obviously now at a price where you're not normally accustomed to him being. He's normally like a 10, 12 to 1 chance. So he has been in these kind of races before. Um, But now, obviously, with a bit more high profile background to him, he's, he's a 5 to 1 poke. But, um, yeah, he's he's got to be a factor. I do quite like the filly of Andrew Boulders in this. Andrew's had a really good week. He's also in good form anyway, but he's had two winners already. Um And he's got a horse called rider who I've always thought has got a big race in her. She was a, a really good um, two-year-old, stroke three-year-old, um, and so far this season she's run to a pretty good standard. She ran okay first time up here, so we know she handles Goodwood. In fact, she ran well as a two-year-old here at Goodwood, so Goodwood definitely suits. And then she was third in a, um, sorry, fourth in a Group Three at I think it was York two runs ago, beyond River, River of Stars, who we'll get onto uh, later on in the podcast. Uh, then they up to two-mile-five for the Queen Alexander last time out. You could argue she didn't quite get that extended to five and a half, but, you know, she was up against some top-class horses on on the day and, you know, a lot of horses rated in the 100. So she actually ran quite well for a horse rating 94. She now goes back into handicapped company on ground that she'll like. She's won on soft ground before, uh, Nottingham as a a youngster, and back to Goodwood as well. Um, So with the yard in good form, Goodwood form, soft ground form, we know she stays the trip. She's actually nicely handicapped. Yep, yeah, typewriter makes plenty sense for me anyway, each way at 8 to 1. Typewriter 8 to
0: 1, you've got Hills going six places as well, uh, a few other firms going five places, typewriter 8 to 1 pretty much across the board. Uh, On to the 2.25 now, the Bonhams Thoroughbred states over a mile, and Nostrum is the 8 to 13 favourite, head of Docklands at 9 to 2, uh, Epictetus 17 to 2, Bold Discovery 14, Knight 16s, uh, Galleron 20 to 1. Um, 40 to 1 Monte Silviano. Um, seven runners here, so just the two places each way. Nostrum, a horse uh, that we last saw uh, winning at Newmarket back in July in the listed race, ran behind Chaldean in the Dewhurst in October. Chaldean going on to win the 2000 guineas, beat Royal Ascot winner, Holloway Boy um, before that. So plenty of appeal on paper, Andy. 8 to 13, any juice in that price?
1: Not on the ground, no. It's mean, so one unknown quantity that we haven't got with from. We know he's a very high-class horse, one of the most promising horses, arguably, in training. Um, we, I don't think we've really touched the surface with him just yet. Um, he's had a huge amount of improvement. Um, I actually fancied a couple against him that day at Newmarket um, in that listed race, and he basically blew him, blew him apart. I mean, Bestow had gone there off the back of two good wins. New Endeavour had finished second in the Britannia behind Docklands. And uh, he turned them away, not only did he turn them away, he turned them away in huge, impressive style, stretching out over on that July course. Um, and the sky's the limit for him, really. I think he's a group one-horsing waiting, there's no doubt about that. So this is a good spot for, connect, uh, for connections. The only problem is the ground. You know, he's an easy-moving, um, long-striding type that you would have thought soft ground or heavy ground would be of an inconvenience of some description. Whether it inconveniences him enough to prevent him from winning this race is open to question, whereas Docklands, the second favourite, has got good form on soft ground. He won uh, his previous race uh, before going to Royal Ascot on a softest surface. So with him, there isn't no doubt. And I think at the prices, I'd probably just, uh, on, on this occasion, go with Docklands. Similar to Nostrum, he's a big, strong, imposing type who I think uh, we haven't really seen the best of him yet, even though he has won three straight races. I mm-hmm. think he's, again, another group horse in waiting. The that Britannia always works out really well, and that's been very much the way it, it is uh, starting to pan out already this season. Um, so I think it is between the two. I think the market's got it right, but eight to 13 against nine to two, um, in the hope that maybe Nostrum isn't quite at his best, I, I'll go for Docklands just on this occasion as a value alternative. Win only, or or each way. Well, you could back him each way, I suppose, because you'd like to think you'd beat the rest. So, um, mm. yeah, I mean, there's more one way to skin a cat. You could go each way. Some firms will bet three places, no doubt. You can get place only bets, three places, if you wanted to have a small win bet and a bigger place bet, or even a bet without the favourite just to be on the safe side. So, I'd, I'd basically be to re- yeah, I'd be re- revolving my 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 sort of whole strategy around Docklands. Docklands is
0: six to four with Skybet in the without markets. That could be one other way to go if you do respect Nostrum's chances. Uh, in the three o'clock, um, we've got the Golden Mile. Uh, Latam is the four to one favourite, head of Blue to Blue for you and Takrib Bay ten to one. Uh, Racing Brakes Rider eleven to one. Dutch decoy twelve to one. Awal twelve to one. Ravich, fourteen. Perotto fourteen. Sixteen to one. by those loads in here. Skybet goes seven places. Andy, who is your pick of the bunch in this big handicap?
1: Um, yeah, I've got a couple of big prices, um, so I'll get onto those in a second. Uh, I think Latam's the right favourite. I mean, if you're having a, if you've had an anti-post bet in this race, most of the time you're looking for a, a, a reasonably good draw. Um, so if you've, you've bet Latam, who's drawn three, you've dropped lucky uh, in, in in that respect. I say dropped lucky, but the inside draw might not necessarily be the place to be if they come across the Santiago Rail again, where the high numbers have had an advantage. So, like the, the more you are on the inside of the track the worse you actually are when you turn for home across the the, the near side so it may or, not, may or may not be a good draw um, and look you know he's got soft ground for me, he won the Irish Lincoln he finished second to Jimi Hendrix which form looks even better now and he won a competitive race last time at Newcastle so he ticks a lot of boxes but as we've seen before a lot of those haggis sources get way way over bet. there's certain stables mm. that, that seem to sort of suck punters in time and time again and They don't all win. Um, I do like a couple that ran well recently without actually showing it on their form figures. I thought Bo Pedro ran really nicely um, at Ascot last weekend on King George Day. 25-12. Yeah, he never got in the race, George, um, after getting messed around at the start. Um, But I did notice that he posted the fastest closing section of any horse in that race. And he certainly suggested to me that A, he remains in good form, and B, stepping back up to a mile or suit. He's got plenty of form on soft ground early on in the season. Um, and he comes from a ER yard that has got a particularly, particularly good record in this race, David Amara. They have won it last year, of course, with Orban, uh, who uh, represents the stable again. And, of course, they've got Ross Collin in it. So they're having a good crack at it again. Um, but at 25 to 1, I do think Bo Pedro is worth more than the second look. And the other one would be Tuckery Bay, who actually won his race on the far side last week, where the high draw who's had a distinct advantage. I think he finished sixth, but he was first of 14 over on that far side. So he comes in probably better form than his form figures suggest. Um, again, he's got plenty of soft ground form over a mile. He was third in the big uh, mile handicap. I think it's the, it's the Balmoral handicap on all that on King George, yeah. uh, on um, Champions Day uh, last year. Um, and he's got plenty of other good form here at Goodwood. So he, he goes well at Goodwood. Um He's relatively well drawn, and I liked his run on Saturday. So two, basically two horses out of that seven final handicap uh, over the weekend at Ascot, coming fresh and well, Tackery Bay and by Pe- Pe- Pedro. Yeah, by Pedro,
0: twenty-five to one with three six five, uh, Coral, uh, and a couple of others there as well. Who were four places? Betfred and Betway's five. Sorry, are five places. Tackery Bay. Um, you're getting 10 to 1 best price with Betfred and Bet365. I'd say, yeah, Skybet seven places. to so go 17 to 2. Uh, the 3.35, the fourth race on the card, is the uh, King George of five furlongs, the King George Qatar Stakes. Uh, Highfield Princess is the 10 to 11 favourite uh, over Equality at 13 to 2. Ladies Church, 11 to 1. Equilateral, 12 to 1. Makarova, 14s, 20 to 1 by those. 11 runners here, Andy. Uh, Skybet go four places.
1: Yeah, I'll probably be looking for some of the game each way here to put up George. I mean, Highfield Princess, not the kind of horse I want to be tipping at 10 to 11, uh, particularly in these kind of sprint races where anything can happen. Look, you know, we know she's got the best form coming in here. Um, A a great effort at Royal Ascot, running twice in four or five days span. Had to be carried out in our shield in both races. Has got loads of soft ground form, has, has got form here at Goodwood. Um, probably her best performance, actually, I think I think it was last year, might be the year before, was, was on soft ground over in Ireland. So that's not a problem. She's just, yeah, she's just not really um, that that great value, you know, given given the conditions. Um, she's drawn stall three as well. Well, I don't, I don't really know again by Friday where they'll end up racing, where they'll look for some fresh strip of ground down the middle and shun the stand side. But the stand side seems to have been the place to be so far this week. Um, but either way, I do think there's a couple that are overpriced there. Makarova and Nymphedora, two mm. fillies um, representing the four year old category. I'm a big fan of Makarova. I think she's going a kind of way that suggests that she could be sort of a group two, group one horse in, in a, another sort of few months' time or even a, a 12 months' time. I, I loved her win at air when she won in a very fast time and then just found her quality too good for a to have sand down. But there was definitely no disgrace in that. Um, She wouldn't want the ground too soft. I I think she'll handle good to soft like she has done in the past, but if it was still soft and heavy and they got more rain, then I'd I'd be a little bit worried. Uh, And the other one who certainly wouldn't be worried about whatever the conditions were, particularly on the soft side, is Nymphedora. Now she's drawn still two, which at face value doesn't look ideal, but let's face it, the favourite's drawn three. So if I feel Princess is going to lead and going to win, let's say, then Nymphedora shouldn't have any excuses drawn right next next to her. She's got an amazing record on soft ground. Uh, and the fact that she won on quick ground last time at York definitely stands her in good stead. The yard's in good form. So is Jason Watson at 20 to 1. Um, I do think she's overpriced. So um, I'll probably have a round of drinks on Non Fedora. Uh, and and I, I do pay a healthy respect to Macarova. But whatever happens to Macarova, uh, when she gets back on good or good to firm ground um, in the not too distant future, I think it'll dry out soon. Um, she's a filly to stay on the right side of.
0: In macro 14 to 1, uh, that is also with Skybet, who are four places, um, 365, Hills, and a couple of others also that price. And Nymphadora, standout best price, 20 to 1, with Bet365, uh, the main selection there for Andy, um, in the 335. Uh, on then to the 410, um, the Gloria stakes, sorry, the King's Plate, I should say, um, where we've got uh, Hamish is the 4 to 5 favourite, taken out, obviously, late last week, um, 66 to 1. And that <laughs> stellar renewal, Four To five favorite here, um, with uh Candleford at four to one, Mimi Q nine to two, and then double figure prices the rest 16 to one. Both uh, Tamesis Fox and Hard One to Please, Epic Poet, 20 to one, Jack Darcy 25 to one. Another seven runner race, Andy, with odds on favorite disgrace. Um, how do you see this?
1: Yeah, well, well, when you compare prices like for like, and you think what's got the toughest task, um, out of the two, Highfield Princess and Hamish, I'd say Hamish is. Probably a better 4-5 to five shot than Highfield Princess, just based on yeah. our position and the fact that he absolutely adores soft ground. I think if it stayed as it was, um, he'd be even more of a strong choice. Put it this way, if it was yesterday, he'd be 1-2 to, to beat this field. Um, but either way, I think um, the fact that he was in the King George tells you all you need to know about him. I think he wouldn't have disgraced himself on Saturday, but it probably was actually not quite ideal for him. The softer the better. Um, and, you know, even though he's only workman like last time out at Newbury, he still won, I thought, with a, a little bit in hand. So, yeah, it, it's all original. But I do think on this occasion, um, I can't say beyond Hamish. Just a very good horse at this kind of level on, on that ground. Hamish, four to five across the board.
0: The selection there uh, for Andy. Uh, two more races on the card on Friday at Goodwood, starting with the 4.45. Uh, the nursery here, we've got loaded gun at five to one. Uh, Starlust six to one. Specific times on Flag of St. George, both 15 to 2, Mourner Lower, 17 to 2, Sword Play, 9 to 1, Whoop, Whoop, and Serried Rank both 10 to 1, at 12 to 1 bar. Those 15 run here, again, five places with Sky, plenty of others going four places, Andy.
1: Yeah, I like the top one here, George, Um, Ray Beckett's horse, Starlust. Again, a little bit of an issue about the ground. He won't necessarily want it soft or heavy, or certainly we don't know whether he does, but his two wins have come on good or good to firm ground. Um, very good second time up on the Old Weather at Chelmsford, having gone promisingly first time at the same track. And then first run on turf of the day at Newbury under a penalty. He beat um, a horse of Andrew Baldi's called Ray, who was a bit unlucky not to win uh, on day one at the Goodwood Festival. Ran really well in defeat. Um, just got done by the way the race panned out. Um, but the third horse Indian run of Eve, uh, Eve Johnson Hortons won at Ascot on Saturday in a good race. The, the form of that newbie race has worked out really well. I really do like Starlust. I think he's got a touch of quality about him. Um, I think he's not far off pattern class, um, even at this stage. Um, but yeah, the ground would be a, a little bit of a worry. I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be wholeheartedly re- recommended him if it if it stayed as it was. But if it dried out, then I think the drier the conditions are the better. Um, and there's every chance of, that, of it going up that way. So. Yeah, big big fan of Starlust, and he'd be my one to sort of follow whatever happens to him on um, on Friday. Starlust is six to one um,
0: across the board there. Yeah, Skybet five places if you want to back each way, but a touch of quality about Starlust there, and, and racing up eighty nine here could be uh, very well in, indeed. Um, final race on the card is the the, the handicap over. A mile and three furlongs, where uh, Nader King is the nine to two favourite. Uh, intricacy five to one with balance, play the same price. Masso Basti six to one, nine to one. True Legend twelve to one. Bar those.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna take a chance with um, James Fanshull's also here, Masso Basti. Um, things just didn't pan out for him at Newcastle last time out. Um, he was last turning for home. They came across the walls of Santa Rail. The winner got first run up the stand rail, kicked from the front and. From where he was at halfway or from turning in, he had absolutely no chance. He did quite well to finish third, to be fair, to the horse. But prior to that, he'd won well on soft ground at um, Nottingham. Real, real tenacious performance that day because he got headed uh, by the eventual runner-up. But he came back again and dug deep. And you look at his action and the way he goes on soft ground, he's got a real rounded action suited to uh, easy underfoot conditions. Um, and he looks as though he's he say, been saved specifically for this, but... Um, you um, the fact that um, it's the sort of next big handicap he goes to. Um, maybe Fancho has um, had a race at Goodwood on, on on his mind for this horse, particularly now the rain has come. that That's worked out really nicely. So, yeah, I, 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 I quite like Master Master I don't think we've got to the bottom of him yet. Um, and I think it be, he's one of the few horses in this race that will relish the conditions, whereas one or two others, we, we don't know that whether they will or not. Intricacy, balanced play, they've won on good to soft, but they haven't gone on ground as, as, as bad as this, whereas Masao Basti has.
0: Yeah, Masao Basti been found a bit in the market. I see a blue and odds checker this morning <clears throat> um, was uh, even this morning, a double figure price in places, as big as 11 to 1, now best price 6 to 1. So Andy's clearly been shopping around, um, but 6 to 1 best price Maso Basti here. Um, so that's Friday's racing covered off in, in record fast time um we haven't got you know we're recording this just after midday on thursday so racing hasn't got underway yet on thursday um, we haven't got prices for the opening race on the card at goodwood which is the um Stewart's sprint handicap so the consolation race for the steward's cup and you are got a price is there anything catch your eye in on this one
1: yeah i mean you missed out by three um but i would have had a serious look at uh, zaman jimil Um, had he got into the big one itself. Unfortunately, his £6 penalty, which he picked up for winning at first, wasn't enough to get him into the big one. Um, But he comes here in the consolation. I'd really recommend um, followers of this um, podcast stay on the right side of Harry and Roger Charlton's sprinter. He won in devastating fashion at Thirst last time out. Boxed a really big number. Back in sectionals were fantastic on that card at that day. Best by a mile. to match and... Um, uh, promote that figure that he clocked the overall time figure. I think he's a three-year-old sprinter going places. This fella, um, and by and large, he's running against a, a bunch of horses that are fairly exposed. So I'd be surprised a, if he's not favoured or B, he's, not con- he's not he's not he's not contending for the win there. I'd I'd imagine he'd be around about a four-to-one poke, something like that. Just complete mm. guesswork on my part. But looking at the field, they usually bet if if you've got a strong favourite in a race like this. It, 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 they usually price him up in and around the 7-2, to 4-1 to one mark. And the fact that he's a sexy type as well from a yard who are in no good form, um, I can't see it any other way. Ground, the only thing is ground again. I'm repeating myself, but ground's the unknown. He, he, he's a good ground horse at, at best at the moment. So whether he'll handle softest ground, if it was still soft by Saturday, who knows. Um, but he's, he's drawn in the middle as well, 8-14. So he could go either way, whichever way they split. Um, but yeah, he's a really nice type, uh, Zaman Jamal.
0: Yeah. Um, Ryan Moore booked as well, which is no bad thing you mm. wouldn't think. Um, Definitely not. That may not help our, our price when, when it comes to <laughs> the stage.
1: Unfortunately um, not.
0: Price should be out fairly soon. Um, the 2.25, the second race on the card, is the summer handicap and there. We can give you some prices. Sweet William is the 5-2 to favourite ahead of HMS President at 7-1, to one, the Juvent and Omniscient. Also seven to one post impressionist eleven to one. He's a Latchico. Um... Ah, He's a Lachico, actually eleven to two. So second favourite and twelve to one by those. Andy.
1: Yeah, I'm a bit of a sucker for an Alan King um, handicapper in in flat races. I I, I put up Westerton yesterday. He ran quite well. He finished fourth or fifth in, in the opening handicap. And Padaday uh, ran well on day one uh, in the Big mile Quarter handicap. Um. In in a in a in a in a in a pretty good race and i think hms president is almost certain to go well here his form figures tell you that very consistent type he's only poor run last year actually came in the to which he just didn't stay the trip basically it was the end of the season uh two mile two and a half uh wouldn't necessarily be his bag but mile six on soft ground is again another horse has got format at this track um and a lot like of booking ross orion as well who um often does duty for uh, horses for, for for Alan King And he's ridden this horse I think on his last three runs So yeah, lots of Reasons to suggest that HMS President will be in the first four or five um, At the absolute very least HMS President, the
0: one um, There for Andy uh, At seven to one as it stands at the moment uh, That's for Bet365 Who are a quarter to three at this time um, The three o'clock uh, Is the Lily Langtree Group two over a mile six. Um, here we've got Free Wind as the even money favourite. with River of Stars seven to two. Time Lock six to one. Uh, Louisa Cassati, fifteen to two. Twelve to one Bar. And
1: this. They- yeah, Free Wind on a bit of a recovery mission after disappointing last time at Ascot, but uh, let's face it, it was a a, a good um, a good contest she ran in. Um, but I, I'm a big fan of River of Stars. I always have been since her three year old days, and. I still think she's going the right way. don't think we've got to the bottom of her yet. She looked as though um, she's going to have a bright season when winning first time out. Uh, York toughed it out really nicely that day. Uh, got the better of uh, Mimiku. I think she'll beat again. Very strong in the back end of that race to suggest that mile six is her trip. I actually think she'll get two miles really well. Um, she got beat last time out in Longchamp, but it's still a commendable effort in the group two company against a horse who got um form. Uh, locally trained in, at, at, uh, at the track so i don't think there's any disgrace in that she'll handle the ground no problem and i think at five to one i'd sooner be with her each way providing all eight runners stay and then back in free wind at a short price
0: yeah river of stars seven and two at the moment and uh, for those each way thieves amongst you maybe for the multi uh, eight runners as it stands so if you were going to each way multi you could get river of stars in there with those three places uh final uh, race we're going to preview in the show Andy is the Stewards Cup Orazio uh, is 4-1 to one. Apollo 1 uh, is 10-1 uh, to one. Uh, Al-Bashir, Badri, Juan Lepin um, Mr Wagyu, Mums Tipple Kings Lynn, Aberama Gold all 12-1, to one. I think that might be the most horses that have ever been the same price uh, in the years we've been doing this um, and then a few, 18-1 to one as well but Orazio, absolutely the hot favourite in, in the Stewards Cup it, you'd be with or against
1: well, he was 7 2 favourite for the Stewards' cut at, at um, for the Wokingham, sorry, Royal Ascot. And albeit he didn't justify those odds, I still thought he ran really well. He finished 6 of 27 beyond St Lawrence, who uh, had his conditions on the day. But that was the problem with the If you'd backed him anti poster on the day, you were sort of gambling that he'd run to the level that he'd done previously on soft ground at Newmarket first time out when he beat a good field. And, more predominantly when he ran Ascot the time after when he beat Sir Thomas Gresham by a long uh, margin, really, really effective when there's plenty of give underfoot. So if he'd stay soft on Saturday, he gets a good draw. I can say we don't know what the draw is. I think 4-1 mm-hmm. to one in comparison to what he was at the Royal Ascot would be better value than taking 7-2 to two on firm ground. So I certainly couldn't put you off if you fancied a, a Rosario. I, I think Apollo 1 again, he's another one that you'd have to factor in the market Seems to have got him right, around about 10s. But he actually finished in front of Rosario at the, at the Royal meeting. Um, uh, unlike um, his um, main fancy, or the, one of the main fancies, he, he has got a bit of form on softy scrap uh, 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 Sorry, he's got a bit of form at this tracker, A beg card. pardon. Um, so, he's another one to factor in, but until we've seen the draw here, where the pace is going to be, I think it's really difficult to be dogmatic. Because we're not sure what time the draw's been uh, done, but that's going to have a big bearing, a big effect on how I'll approach this race come Saturday, plus the fact that we'll get a chance to see another two days racing, they, they'll open up a new fresh strip of ground as well for Saturday. So the low numbers, which haven't been uh, seen to good effect up to now, might actually be uh, more of a factor the weekend. So I'm not going to pin my colours to the mast at the moment. Um, I know it sounds a bit wishy-washy, not giving a tip, but um, that, that's the way I'm seeing it at the moment. I think we've got the right favourite. Whatever happens, Azuri is going to be favourite. And if it is still soft Saturday he's he's definitely the one to beat, but um, I doubt either way whether we're going to be tipping him at 4 to one
0: There we go. Uh, Andy, keeping the powder dry for now with the Stewards Cup until we get a, a bit more information, and rightly so. Uh, thank you very much to Andy for sharing his time, tips, thoughts, insight uh, with us ahead of the last two days of the Goodwood Festival. Uh, hopefully you continue to enjoy the racing. Thank you very much for taking the time to watch this. You can find plenty more Odds Checker betting shows on the Odds Checker YouTube channel. Uh, do subscribe there, make sure you download the app where you can get the best prices, bookie offers free bets and Andy's tips straight to the app every morning of racing. We'll be back again, uh, hopefully next week and uh, look forward to seeing you then. In the meantime, please do ensure that you enjoy the racing.